Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. I am Jason Kong. He is Bill Alexander. Good morning to you, Bill. Good morning. Bill, uh, Halloween's right around the corner, and I must say, this this show has inspired my Halloween costume. Uh-oh. I'm going to go as an empty trust. I don't know if anyone's... <laughs> <laughs> Gonna get it, but um, that's that's my Halloween costume for this year. Okay, a uh, little strange, but uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not really going. I don't even know how I would do that. Okay, but, uh, well that's okay. Well that that is scary. I will just, <laughs> we'll in more say, ways than one. Absolutely. Well, I guess we sh- we uh, should uh, start out the show by basically wishing our NC State fans uh, well. Uh, today, yes, uh, they have a big football game today. They and, do, and uh, I know that they're that um, it will be a good game for sure because you have two very good teams playing, and and uh, we certainly hope that the Wolfpack comes out on top. Um, now there may be a, a few uh, naysayers uh, in our uh, audience, uh, but. Uh, you know, Carolina and Duke uh, have less to cheer for at at this point, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but the Wolfpack is playing great, and uh, we certain—I mean, winning today will would be extraordinarily meaningful uh, to the rankings and 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 the like. So we would love to see NC State uh, win today. Could be an all-time great season for them. So yeah, we'll be cheering for them. Absolutely. So we'll. Uh, well, okay. So let's let's get on to something to do with asset protection and and uh, issues that are important, to folks. And while uh, this may not sound like asset protection, uh, it it actually is. Uh, I wanted to talk this morning about Medicare, not not Medicaid, but Medicare, and that. You know, there are lots of writers out there that get the two confused, but but Medicare is our our national health insurance program uh, for anyone who is 65 years old, blind, or disabled, uh, and uh, it's a very important program. In fact, there are those uh, that are saying that there's uh, such calamity in our healthcare system today that uh, the Medicare program should be expanded to include all Americans. In other words, one payer system, if you will, Mm -hmm. uh, that is designed after Medicare. And I can certainly understand. I mean, I, I, I suspect that over time we probably will end up there. I uh, don't think it's ready yet. I don't think uh, uh, that uh, that's going to happen quite yet, but I, I can potentially see policy changing in that direction over the next uh, 10 to 20 years. However, it is an important program uh, for anyone who is 65 uh, or older, and of course it does include a lot of other folks as well. Um, it's a very important program, uh, but w- one of the things that I, I say frequently is that instead of getting simpler, life gets more complicated for folks um, who are, you know, in the neighborhood of age 65. You know, there are lots of decisions that have to be made that you're not ready for. You know, one of the uh, bigger decisions, you know, once you get into your 60s is when am I going to retire? 
when am I going to take Social Security? Uh, how does Medicare work? Uh, because you don't really have a choice as to whether you go on Medicare or not. Uh, you're pretty much stuck uh, for the most part. Uh, and the reason it's an important topic today is that we're in what's called the open enrollment season. So that means, uh, frankly, that anyone who's already on Medicare, which is a lot of us, um, we have an opportunity to change the plan that uh, we're on. And, and the reason I wanted to talk about it is because it is for seniors, um, like a lot of estate planning issues, Medicare is not a one-and-done decision. It is a decision that should be revisited every year. And, and so um, – uh, and, and for those and, – and, of course, <laughs> there are a lot of folks who are 65 or approaching 65 who are also helping their parents. Uh, you know, the, the, there are an awful lot of folks who are in their 60s who are clearly in the sandwich generation. Mm-hmm. They're, they're still helping their children while they're also trying to help their parents. Uh, and it sort of moves from taking care of their children to taking care of their parents. But while you're taking care of both, you're in the middle of a sandwich. <laughs> so that's why we're called the sandwich generation. Um, but the bottom line is, is for those folks who are helping their parents, this is a time that you need to raise your flag and, and realize that this is, or I should say antenna, and say this is, the, um, this is something we need to look at each, each year. And Medicare is not simple. It's a very complicated program today. It, it may have been simple at one time, but it's far more complicated. And so now, for those folks who are um, turning 65, that's called a new enrollee, um, and you have, in essence, uh, seven full months to enroll, uh, three months before the month of your birthday and three months after the month of your birthday. Um, So basically, it's based on when you turn 65, And it's important to remember it's age 65, not 66. 66 is full retirement age for Social Security. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I encourage people not to go on Social Security until they're at least 66. And there's, you know, the exception to that rule is is if you're – sick and you know that your life expectancy is shorter than most people or you're you really need the money badly you're mm-hmm. you're starving you don't have enough money and you don't have a, a retirement account that you can pull from rather than taking your social security if you do the numbers it's generally better to draw from your retirement account uh, and and delay taking your social security so that's another complicated decision that people have to have to make. But if you have to sign up, and there are exceptions on those who have to sign up. So if if you are still working for a large employer who has an employer-sponsored health plan, then you can, uh, and of course you're assuming that your employer-sponsored health plan covers 
everything covers mm-hmm. your drugs, covers you know hospitalization and medical. Then, in other words, it it is um, a, a health plan that uh, uh, works for the rule. Then you can delay signing up for Social Security, but that is a precarious. Um, decision. You want to make sure if you have to go to the uh, whatever department in your company runs the health care program to make sure that the health care uh, program applies to you if you if you're if you think that you don't have to sign up for Medicare. Um, and this is not one where you necessarily would take the advice of, of an advisor who just willy-nilly says, oh, you don't have to sign up, you work for a big company. Um, my, my understanding is that uh, if the employer has over 20 employees, and I'm truthfully I think that means 20 employees in their health insurance program, mm-hmm. uh, then it qualifies. Uh, but, you know, there are a lot of folks that work for an employer and they're really not sure how many employees there are. Sure. Uh, or, or the like. Um, now, you're, I, I believe, you know, you here work at this station. There are many more employees, and y'all have a health plan. Uh, one, of the, one of the few benefits that you're given. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, um, uh, it's the kind of thing where I believe your health plan actually qualifies, where if you're still working at age 65, you can delay your um uh, signing up for Medicare, but you have to be really careful because if you do not sign up during that period of time when you're supposed to sign up, uh, there's a penalty. Mm. And it, in other words, if you don't sign up timely, then instead of the normal price for Medicare each month, it will be—I believe it's like a 10% penalty—and it keeps going up for every month you delay. Uh, and it's a lifetime penalty. You you know, it doesn't go away when you sign up. Uh, you can have to p- pay those additional premiums every month. Uh, so it gets it – gets, um, it's really bad. Yeah. And, and, of course, the other – you know, a few years ago they added what's called Part D, the drug coverage mm-hmm. to Medicare – and that's another election that has to be looked at every year by seniors because it's really important. And if you don't sign up for Part D and you don't have a qual or you don't have a qualifying plan, you again get penalized, and it's a lifetime penalty that never goes away. So, making those elections for Medicare on a timely basis is absolutely critical to every American. It is, it is huge. Um, so um, I just I, I want to make sure that people understand how important it is to sign up uh, when you reach uh, 65 and you sign up timely. Uh, and every year thereafter, you revisit the elections that you have made. Now, uh, I know we have to take a break, but when we come back, I want to talk about uh, the variables with Medicare because they have a Part A, a Part B, a Part C, a Part D. Uh, and then you have some other variables as well. And it's confusing to folks, and I, I thought it would be helpful to at least talk about um, uh, what it, you know, how it all fits together. 
Well, we will continue to go over Medicare in just a bit. Stick around. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. You are listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. You can find more about him at WGALaw.com. Bill, it's great to have you here this morning. We are talking about something very important, that's Medicare. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we discussed earlier, it's uh, it's that time of the year for everyone to uh, check their enrollment, make some updates. And we mm-hmm. were just getting uh, into how uh, important it is to be timely with your decisions. And now we're going to sort of get into the variables. And this is where I get confused with the al- alphabet soup well, of Medicare. It is, and it and it's important to everyone. Um, well, f- first, uh, what, what you're typically looking at is uh, the decision between uh, traditional Medicare or the original Medicare and an Advantage Medicare plan. Okay, now, traditional Medicare is found in Parts A and B, okay? So while we're working, uh, we're contributing to Medicare. You know, every time we have a paycheck, part of it goes to Medicare. Part of it goes to Social Security. Part of it goes to Medicare. And uh, so Part A is hospitalization, uh, and I remember, I remember the way I remember it is that an A looks like a roof, and so I think a roof of a hospital. That's a good way to do it. That's a good way <laughs> okay. to remember. And so a part A is for hospitalization care, um, you know, those kinds of things, and it covers more than that, but that's um, the main thing. Part B is for medical, you know, doctors and uh, doctor visits and things like that. Now. When you retire and go on Medicare, uh, you've already paid for Part A through deductions from your employment. Uh, Part B is what you're actually paying for when you sign up. Uh, And for um, most people uh, who retire and start coverage, uh, the premium, monthly premiums run $107 to $120 per month. Um, now, uh, and here's another piece that's a little tricky. Most people's Medicare is basically um, covered through their Social Security check. But what do you think happens if um, you're 65? You haven't signed up for Social Security because you haven't reached full retirement, mm-hmm. but you're required to sign up for Medicare. So what do you do? Uh, maybe you Cut a check? I don't know, Bill. I don't know what you do. <laughs> well, you sign up because you have to right. for Medicare. And then what will happen is you will actually receive a bill mm-hmm. from Medicare. It's a it's not monthly, though. It's quarterly. Uh, and you pay quarterly premiums uh, into Medicare until you go on Social Security. Gotcha. So uh, now – there's another thing, because uh, a lot of people, in fact, quite frankly, with life expectancies to uh, increasing the way they are, truthfully for an awful lot of folks, it is wise to delay retirement, mm-hmm. all right? And, um, you know, from my perspective, delaying retirement all the way to 70 is not a bad idea for some folks. Now, some folks just 
have to retire, you know, for, for lots of different reasons. But, um, uh, but the bottom line is in terms of having m- enough money to live comfortably the rest of your life, for a lot of folks, delaying reti- uh, retirement is uh, one way to make sure that, that you have enough money, and that's, that's really important to a lot of folks. Um, and also, the longer you can delay taking your Social Security uh, means an awful lot in terms of how much income you will have in retirement. Those folks who take Social Security at 62 – they get penalized so badly uh, in terms of how much they receive monthly that um, they better have another source of income Mm -hmm. uh, coming in or a a bunch of money in the bank uh, backing them up uh, because uh, taking Social Security at 62 just uh, really reduces how much lifetime income you will have. Um, Full retirement helps a lot, age 66, and if you can delay to age 70, uh, you get a a boost, a guaranteed boost of 8% per year, which there's not any financial advisor out there who can guarantee that to you. So it's uh, not a bad idea to delay just as long as you can. But if you're still working uh, when you go on Medicare, you might find, uh, and this is a bad thing, you receive what's called an Irma. <laughs> Irma. Is that a hurricane? And what is that? It might as well be a hurricane. Uh, and if there's any ladies out there named Irma, I really apologize. <laughs> but uh, you've got a bad rap. Because what it does is it increases your Medicare premium. In other words, for anyone, and it's based on last year's income tax return. So if you made a good bit of money, Income-wise, uh, in the last year, and it, and it can be any kind of income. It might be because you sold a piece of real estate and you have a fairly large capital gain or you have something like that. Um, well, the government expects you to pay a whole lot more in your Medicare premiums than regular folks. And your Medicare premiums uh, can be over $300 a month. Uh, So there's a big difference. And there's an IRMA not only for Part B, but there's an IRMA for Part D as well. So, yeah. Double whammy. Welcome to the world. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. Now, here's the thing. Now, there are some folks – now, I'm not sure if this is true uh, in in North Carolina, uh, but I believe it is that there are – some places in North Carolina and in other rural parts of the United States where uh, a Medicare Advantage plan is not available. In other words, you don't have the choice. All you can do is go on traditional Medicare, Mm -hmm. Parts A and B. Um, uh, But for others, most of us do have choices uh, now there may be a United Healthcare because you know the state employees when they go to in, into retirement, the default um, uh, state employee health plan for retired state employees uh, is a Part C plan. It's a Medicare Advantage plan that has varied, um, and you can uh, elect out to a plan. Co- you know, Blue Cross Blue Shield has covered state employees for, for almost. 
forever. But the last few years, United Healthcare has provided the health plan. You know, the legislature changed it. And so now, uh, and because there are state employees everywhere in the state, uh, retired state employees, uh, that plan may be available or United, not that state, mm-hmm. not the state employee plan, but another United plan may be available uh, all across the state. That part I don't know. But uh, you may only have one choice versus having multiple choices. Um, but you would always have a choice between traditional Medicare and a Medicare Advantage plan. So the way it – because Medicare, traditional Medicare, has a lot of gaps in it, um, most people who uh, choose the traditional Medicare plan also um, pay for a Medigap plan or a Medicare supplement plan, which is the same thing. And so that is an additional in private insurance policy that you purchase on your own, out of pocket, um, to provide uh, additional coverage where Medicare, as the primary payor, uh, doesn't cover it. Uh, and there are lots of gaps. Uh, and um, so having that Medicare supplement plan or Medigap plan is extremely helpful. Now, how much, and there are a lot of different ways to get, um, you know, Medicare supplement plans. You can, you can find it through AARP. You can find it through just about any medical insurance company uh, uh, as it relates to that. Lots of different uh, supplement plans out there. But the average cost of a supplement plan is basically a couple hundred dollars a month. Um, And and that's, you know, there are other plans that are far more expensive than than that each month. So it, um, it, it makes a difference. Now, here's, here's one of the funny things about it. If, um, for those folks who are having to pay private insurance, Medicare really is a lifesaver. It reduces um, the cost of health care significantly mm-hmm. for those folks. Uh, as, uh, you know, regardless of what you say, good or bad, about the Medicare system, um, it does reduce costs for seniors. Now, for those folks who are automatically covered through, like, for instance, state employees – uh, who have the United plan, Part C plan, uh, depending on other circumstances, they may find that uh, because their health insurance was always covered as part of being a state employee, their health care costs are going to go up because uh, they have additional additional costs that they, they wouldn't necessarily have otherwise. So it, it can work both ways, but for the majority, uh, the significant majority of Americans, Medicare does lower health care costs significantly, and that's, that's really helpful. Um, so um, wh- when we um, – uh, I know we have to take a break, but uh, when we come back, I, I want to talk about Medicare Advantage plans and uh, some of the pros and cons of going with traditional Medicare versus a Medicare Advantage. Very good. We'll do just that. Stick around. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. You 
are listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. You can always find more about him and what he does at WGALaw.com. I am Jason Kong and Bill. We're talking all things Medicare and we've gone over a lot so far and we've got even more to get to. Uh, we're we're going to, uh, before the break, we were talking about. Uh, we're going to get into some Medicare Advantage plans, and this is a uh, kind of a, a hard concept for some folks to grasp because you know you think, you know, at least when I think of Medicare, I mm-hmm. think okay, well, it's all you know, government takes care of it, and there you go, that that's it. But no, there's different ways to go about it. Absolutely, and okay, <clears throat> what are what are some of the differences? Well, uh, almost, in fact, all of your Medicare Advantage plans expect you to use a particular network. So if you go out of uh, that network that is um, sponsored by that plan, you're you're going to pay a whole lot more out of pocket uh, if you should do that. Uh, whereas, so with traditional Medicare, you know, parts A and B, um, you typically have uh, more choice. You can go anywhere, uh, any any hospital, any doctor who accepts Medicare. Now, there are some out there who do not, mm-hmm. um, so you have to be careful with that. But the bottom line is you typically have more choices in terms of where you get your health care from with traditional Medicare and with uh, Part C plans, Advantage plans, you typically use the network of that plan. <clears throat> in fact, you probably remember all the television commercials uh, sponsored by Duke Health this past year, where they were basically saying, be real careful in your election because if you want the Duke health system, you have to be in a particular plan. In other words, there were some major plans that left Duke Health out of their network Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And I'm not sure what the reason was behind that, but obviously for those folks who are being cared for through Duke Health, and of course it's one of the best health care networks in the country. Uh, So it's it's kind of thing that the fact that they got left off in terms of of a major – uh, advantage plan uh, had a significant impact on them, and so they did a lot of advertising. Well, this is meaningful to to uh, folks because there are an awful lot of folks in this area and across North Carolina that are are basically uh, taken care of by the Duke Health System. So, you know, if you're having to make that election, you make you and you are being cared for by the Duke Health System. You have to make darn sure that they're in the network that's provided by your Medicare Advantage plan, or you need to be in a traditional Medicare plan in order to to get their care. Uh, now, that's not to say that we that the other uh, providers. I mean, we're so fortunate in this area. You know, we have the Carolina health plan uh, as well. And and uh, we have Wake Med, which is also fantastic. So it's, you know, we we have uh, better health care in this area than most people any, anywhere in the country. So we're very, very fortunate. But in terms of being covered and in terms of what hospital you, you have to go to, uh, what doctors you need to go to, those kind of things, that's what these elections are all about. So where do you go to figure this all out? It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, uh, This uh, makes me even cringe, but the best place to go to figure it out, because all of us are different in terms of our needs, Mm -hmm. what medicines we take, what doctors we use, what hospitals we use, what's convenient, what's inconvenient, you know, all of the above. The very best place to go is the North Carolina Department of Insurance. We have a wonderful Department of Insurance, and one of the programs that they sponsor is called SHIP, S-H-I-I-P. It's a funky spelling for SHIP, but but the bottom line is, is the SHIP program uh, sets out all of these different plans the, uh, and what it provides, what it doesn't provide. It also talks about Part D, which I haven't gotten to yet, uh, which is the drug plans. Uh, and uh, it, I mean, it's sort of like this. If you're on a Part D plan, you have to look at those plans every year because they change every year. And this year they may be covering the drugs that you take and, and they drop that particular drug from that plan. So if you don't switch, you're going to be in a, have a rude awakening when you get the bill for the, the drugs that you need to take every day. So, again, uh, having to look up the different plans and picking the plan that's right for you. And, again, uh, just because your spouse has done the research and picked a particular plan does not mean that that plan your spouse picked is the best plan for you uh, because it's uh, – I mean, it's it's based upon your health, what drugs you take, mm-hmm. what – you know – even if you go to the same doctors, you may need different Part D plans because of the medications you take. So a lot of variables. And uh, the SHIP website is truly the best place for folks to go because it's North Carolina-based. It's objective. You know, it's not a PR piece that you receive in the mail. So it's not slanted information, and right. it's really hard for us to get the kind of information. You're not going to get objective information that sets out everything you need to make a decision except on that site. That's the only place you can go to get it. So remember, Department, North Carolina Department of Insurance, SHIP, and if you don't have a computer, your children do, so... <laughs> <laughs> Make them do the research for you. We had uh, Van Braxton, the director of SHIP, on WPTF last week. And if you need a toll-free number, if you want some questions, uh, 855-408-1212 is the toll-free number there to get a hold of the folks at the Department of Insurance. It is. And, of course, because this is uh, a confusing arena for everyone, uh, there are um, – the first place to go, in my opinion, is the website. Mm-hmm. That's really, really helpful. But if you're still confused, which many people are, and it's not your fault, uh, it's because it's just confusing, <laughs> um, there are ship advisors. Yes. I, I believe there's over a 1,000 advisors. Now, they're not employees of the Department of Insurance. Right. They're volunteers. But they're very knowledgeable people who can help you make the decisions that are important to you. So if you don't need help, great. Go to the, sh- the website, make sh- make your elections. But uh, if you do, there's volunteers out there who can help you uh, uh, just get through all of this maze of information uh, that can be so important. Now, 
Uh, okay, so to, to get back to some of the basics, um, if you take a traditional uh, if you take traditional Medicare and you purchase a supplement policy, you will pay more than if you go with a Medicare Advantage plan. And so typically, at least what I see, is that folks who can afford a supplement plan generally choose the traditional Medicare plan. For those who can't afford a supplement plan, they choose a Medicare Advantage plan. And so I don't know what the exact numbers are, but I I do believe about half of uh, North Carolina people uh, who are on Medicare um, are on Medicare Advantage plans, and the other are are on traditional Medicare plans. Now, um, uh, importantly, uh, I do want to talk about how Medicare is involved in senior care, because obviously most of the folks on Medicare are seniors, uh, or those of us who are close to being seniors. <laughs> we don't want uh, – I guess I can't say that anymore. But, but anyway, um, the, um, uh, I want to talk about how it relates to uh, expenses of care, whether it's acute care, chronic care, long-term care, if you will, those kind of things, and how Medicare is a part or not a part of that care. Very good. We'll get into that next here on Asset Protection Today on News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. I am Jason Kong, and today's show has been all about Medicare, and we're going to continue to talk Medicare. Bill, uh, just before the break, we were talking about how uh, different types of care can uh, sort of impact Medicare for those who mm-hmm. are receiving it. Right. And before we move on, you know, this again is the open season for changing uh, the plans that you're on. Mm -hmm. Um, And I believe that the uh, season closes December the 7th. So, you know, folks still have a little over five weeks to make these uh, choices. But the sooner you do the research, the easier it is to make your choices timely. So now I would also say uh, that those folks who are on automatic you know, plans, if you will. Uh, for instance, folks who are military retirees and on, on TRICARE or those who are in the VA system, uh, VA healthcare system. And, of course, the VA healthcare system is the largest healthcare system in the world by far. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of folks who are using the VA for their healthcare system. And, we're again, we're very fortunate in this area to have one of the best uh, hospitals uh, VA hospitals in the country uh, in Durham. It's absolutely wonderful. Um, and um, But those folks who are in the VA system or on TRICARE or they're state employees and have uh, their health insurance that way, you still have to sign up for Medicare. You don't, you, you don't get a pass. <laughs> <laughs> you have the same issue in term, because Medicare will uh, be the primary payor uh, once you turn uh, 65 or uh, you go off your employer-sponsored uh, plan. Uh, so very, very important. Now, 
most folks know that I talk an awful lot about long-term care issues. And, of course, uh, long-term care, well, let me put it this way. We have a pretty decent, other than it's too darn expensive, we have a pretty uh, good health care system for acute care. You know, if you have a heart attack, if you have uh, cancer, if you uh, fall and break your leg or break your hip or uh, whatever, uh, the insurance covers that. And it, it basically, and Medicare covers most of those costs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, however, chronic care, uh, which typically uh, is, is another uh, a broader term, is long-term care, your Medicare doesn't cover it. And your health insurance, if you have private health insurance, if you have Medigap insurance, Medicare supplement insurance, or if you're not on Medicare yet and you just have regular old insurance, chronic care is not covered. In other words, now what I'm talking about is where you need people to come into your home and take care of you uh, because you can't do the things that you used to be able to do. Uh, It could be because of Parkinson's or or dementia or uh, Alzheimer's, which is, I think, the worst kind of dementia. Uh, Or it could be because you're feeble and you just – you have uh, no mobility left or uh, you you can't do the things for yourself that you could once do. Um, These are issues for many seniors. In fact, over half of us will have significant long-term care issues as we age, and it's a normal part of aging, which is really sad, but it's just a, a very important part for folks to know that your health insurance doesn't cover it. Uh, that's where our health insurance uh, – that's where our health program, if you will, uh, is sadly missing. And it's extraordinarily expensive, um, but our health insurance does not cover it. So, now, does Medicare cover anything? The answer is yes, but it's a very limited exception. If, If you go to the hospital and you are admitted to the hospital for three nights and then you're, you need rehabilitation, uh, then Medicare will cover that rehab, but only if you've gone to the hospital and been admitted for three nights. That's the, uh, I mean, in other words, if you just need care without having gone to the hospital, Medicare is not going to cover anything. Now, if uh, you, but let's say that you've gone to the hospital, uh, you've been in the hospital for three or four or five days or more. And, and then uh, you need assistance uh, when you're being discharged. And so they send you to a rehab site. Medicare will, traditional Medicare will cover the first 20 days 100%. Mm-hmm. Now, typically with your Medicare Advantage plans, there's a copay from day one. And so there's a big difference there in terms of rehab as to what pays and what doesn't pay. But if you're on a Medicare Advantage plan, you're actually, what those plans do is they take you off of Medicare and put you on a private insurance plan. So these plans are different. So 
guess what? You need to read your insurance policy to know what it covers and how much it covers because if you're in rehab, typically on an Advantage plan, there will be a copay. With traditional Medicare, it's covered 100% for 20 days. Now, up to 100 days, but the 21st day, if you're still in rehab, and the dirty secret is there are very few people that stay in rehab more than 20 days. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have obligations under the Medicare system to discharge you as, as soon as uh, it's reasonably possible to discharge you. In other words, you've reached your maximum level of improvement. Mm-hmm. And by discharging you, uh, you're not going to get worse. I mean, those are discharge patterns uh, for the rehab facilities. But there are very few people that actually stay in rehab more than uh, 20 days. Um, So your traditional Medicare will pay up to 20 days at 100%. And then there's a copay that I believe is around $160 or so. Uh, per day uh, after the 20th day. So uh, for those who would be there an extra month, your copay is going to be around $4,500 or a little more. And that's a lot of money to a lot of folks. <laughs> a so, uh, But that's very inexpensive when you look at the cost of long-term care for the long term. Um, and that's what's really, really scary for folks is because long-term care expenses, taking care of a loved one is uh, far more expensive than people are um, ready for. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, and that's why we stay busy in our law office because this is something that we help people with um, – and, and it's also something that's really important in terms of people getting their advice from professionals who understand all of these systems and how they work together in terms of knowing what Medicare does and what it doesn't do, knowing what Medicaid does and doesn't do, what special assistance does and doesn't do, what, if you're a veteran, what veterans benefits can do or not do uh, when it relates. Or uh, if you're fortunate enough to have long-term care insurance, how does that work? You know, and understanding how all of these things work together is extremely important for folks um, as, as they get older and have to face these issues. Yeah, you're talking about some very complex programs, and what you need are some experts if you're trying to sort of weave through any of these. And you can do that by going to WGALaw.com and finding more about Bill and his team. Quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Asset Protection today with attorney Bill Alexander. And Bill, we're just about out of time here. Uh, you know, I feel like we need maybe three programs to get all through Medicare uh, completely, but I, I think we've done a good job here today of, of giving a good overview. Well, it's the kind of thing where it's a lot more complex than people realize. It's it is. not simple. You know, seniors really have a challenge in terms of, of trying to figure all this out. 
And so uh, for those folks, uh, we can help with these issues. Uh, please come see us. You know, we, we uh, uh, love our clients and uh, hope this has been helpful information to folks. Yep. You're not going to find someone with a better uh, view of how to navigate those waters than uh, the folks over with Bill's team. WGALaw.com is the website to visit. WGALaw.com. We are out of time. Thank you so much for listening. We'll do this again next week, next Saturday at 11. We will hope you join us for Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF.